Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Zach Bailey from Channel 9 is with us as he so often is on a Monday. Hello, Zachary. How are you, mate? Morning, Gabby, or afternoon now. Today's getting away from me. How are you? Good. It feels like the morning, considering the weather. It's a shocker out there. Um, it hasn't brightened up at all, despite us ticking into the afternoons officially now. Uh, in Sydney, that is, at least. In Brisbane, they're still an hour behind, of course, but I understand the weather's not much better over there. What caught your eye across the weekend, Zach, in uh, in sport, either here or abroad? Well, there's there's plenty going on. Um, I'll... I'll... It's hard to narrow it down, but let's go with young Dane Sweeney, the yep. 22-year-old Aussie who was on court uh, yesterday in a five-setter, and we we're all hoping it was going to get across the line. Uh, but just the uncanny resemblance of Leighton Hewitt, like the <laughs> hat backwards, a lot of the celebrations, the come-ons, and just his fight. Like there were so many replays. Like he was sliding from left and right, and he basically got to every ball he could. And it just reminded me of a young Leighton Hewitt coming through all those years ago. So uh, he didn't get the result, but no doubt he won a lot of fans over in his Grand Slam debut down at Melbourne Park yesterday. And I liked his answer afterwards as well, where he was he spoke about the contest against Cirandolo, seeded player from Argentina. And he was almost proud of the way in which he just pushed him. And quite often we hear players say, oh, yeah, I lost and you know, I'm disappointed and I need to get better in here and this. But he, he said, look, I proved to myself that I can match it with the best. And, and he was almost enthusiastic off the back of that. You don't often hear it after a defeat. No, totally. And I'll, I'll agree with that. When I heard those comments, I thought, you know, good on you. Like, I mean, as you're in the game longer or I guess you're in slams longer or, you know, have, have more experience, you're probably harder on yourself or you might be a little bit... Um, reluctant to tell everyone how it is mm. you know whereas the, the, I love it I love it when regardless of the sport I love it when someone comes through the ranks and they're young and they're raw and we see them as they are in their personality and they're proud of it and maybe it's maybe it's a transition Gabby I know you and I have been working in the industry for a long time but it almost you know like players in, across all codes were, were getting so much media training mm. that they became so vanilla where I, I think a lot of the younger guys now are wanting to create their own brand and yeah and show people their their true personality, and I, I guess you know, as, as an you know, some people can be you know, criticised for that. We see that across sports, you know, outspoken players. Um, but from a you know journalist perspective or a sports lovers perspective, I love seeing you know these young guys coming through and just telling them how it how it is and not worrying about the backlash. Hundred um, percent, and yeah, maybe that's a benefit of uh, social media becoming such a big part of sport nowadays. Perhaps once upon a time. Someone like that thinks, I have to come out and say I'm disappointed. Well, no, mm. I'll look at it from a different angle because maybe he's exposed to a little bit more. And perhaps tennis is a different sport. Like if you 
a part of a team in the NRL or the AFL or, or another team code, you have to come out and talk about how disappointed you are. I guess when you're a tennis player or, or a golfer, for example, you're not beholding to anyone else but yourself. So you can come out and say whatever you like and say, you know what, I'm proud of how I played. And I don't have to toe the party line and say, oh, I'm disappointed. No, I'll look at it from a different angle. And um, that's what you get sometimes when it comes to individuals in sports. So uh, well done to Dane Sweeney. That's a good one to kick us off. Zach, Taylor Preston, unfortunately, hasn't gone the way she would have liked against Alina Svitolina. 6-2-6-2 defeat for the Aussie, but that was to be expected. Storm Hunter going nicely against Sarah Arani of Italy. She won the first set 6-4 and she is up 2-zip in the second as well. It's a big day for the Aussies on court at Melbourne Park, though. Uh, Zach, mainly in the men's, a couple of all Aussie affairs. Yeah, well, the, the big one tonight, though, that I, I can't wait for is, you know, there's so much hype around Alex Demonor, yeah. and I, get, I just get guess his lead-up in, you know, being through the top 10 in the lead-up to the Oz Open. Um, and, and, like, in terms of what he said, he said, you know, I, I've known for a while that I've been building towards this point. A lot of people have written me off. Back mm. to our point before, um, he wasn't happy to have a crack at the critics across the board saying, you know what, they can say what they want. They can say, I don't have this, you know, I don't have the big serve or I don't have this, the serve and volley or I don't have, you know, the power of some of the, the bigger athletes on court. But, you know, he, he's a fighter. So but he spoke in the lead up just a couple of days ago saying that the pressure, he'll, he, he believes he'll thrive on it. He's more excited about it. But it's, it's one of those intriguing stories that there's never been more eyeballs and more, I guess, more pressure on Alex Demnor to perform given yeah. his success in the lead up to the event. So that, that's always interesting to see mm. how an athlete is going to shoulder that, especially, you know, um, at, at a home slam. Uh, so he's the big one um, for me tonight that I, I can't wait to watch. It's going to be really interesting. And, and yeah, the pressure, well, it's come for him now and he needs to welcome that. And I'm sure he has. I mean, he's made the quarterfinal once before in a Grand Slam. Last two years, he's been eliminated in the fourth round of the Australian Open. He's now a top 10 player in the world. He's knocked off Djokovic and uh, Zverev in the lead into the tournament and Alcaraz, albeit at a charity event. All right, well, now it's time to go on a run. Like, simple as that. Uh, he's set on paper to play Rublev in the quarterfinals. Rublev went to five sets last night. So that maybe takes a bit out of him early in the tournament. Hopefully that helps the Demon, but he's got a tricky match tonight against Raonich, the number, or former world number three. And so look, that, that could test him as well, but hopefully he gets through that easily. And then you know, the next couple of rounds after that uh, are a bit more simple for Alex Demon, or he can conserve that energy before he comes up against someone like Rublev and then perhaps a Yannick Sinner. And he can take that big yep. scalp, which we are hoping for at the Australian Open. A Poprin and Polman's doing battle today in an all-Aussie affair on John Kane Arena. Vukic and Jordan Thompson as well. We'll keep you updated across uh, all of those scores from Melbourne Park. We're going to get into some rugby league news with you in a moment, Zach. But speaking about what transpired over the weekend, we do have to cast our mind back a little bit to Friday night because of uh, everything that happened in world sport and uh, sport here. But the David Warner helicopter drop-in on uh, the SCG, wasn't that interesting? Didn't work out for the Sydney Thunder or David Warner, but uh, one of the more bizarre incidents we've seen in recent times. Well, when when you asked, you know, what caught my eye, well, that was definitely uh, one of the things. (laughs) And I thought, you know, that's probably a popular answer across the weekend. I don't know if I've, I've, I've seen anything like it. Um, I know the headline we were running with was, you know, like this Hollywood entrance, you know, for for the star of the Thunder uh, coming back for the Sydney Smash. Um, look, I loved it. And, and in terms of 
a marketing exercise. Like the biggest crowd ever was it for the Sydney Sixers in a in a big bash match. Um, awesome. So uh, it, it paid off in terms of you know getting people to the, the ground and it was a great spectacle. Um, sadly, you're right, uh, it didn't go Thunder's way in terms of the result. And sadly for all the Sixers fans out there, so much hype around Steve Smith opening the batting mm. and uh, gone for a duck, which was. I guess the narrative, you know, around him being, it's a completely different format. I, I totally get it, but um, I'm sure he would have loved to have put some runs on the board given, it, you know, the talk was that, uh, you know, or it had just been revealed the day before that he's going to open the batting for Australia in a test series. Yeah, not ideal to get a golden duck when you've just talked about moving up to open uh, in the test format. Um, yeah, look, he'll bounce back from that. He's experienced enough, you dare say. Yeah. But it just puts a little layer of pressure on him, an extra layer ahead of, you know, the opener against uh, the Windies, the opening test match uh, on Wednesday morning. You know, if Australia's sent into bat and there's the pitch is doing a little bit and, and the Windies, look, Australia should be far too strong for them, of course, but they've got a couple of bowlers with a bit of pace who can move it around a little bit if they've got their groove going early on. It'll be a test for Steve Smith coming off a golden duck. So that will definitely be an interesting watch at the Adelaide Oval come Wednesday. David Warner made 37 uh, in that Sydney smash game, but the Thunder, their finals hopes well and truly gone. All right, you spent some time with Penrith over the weekend, Zach. So this is interesting. The the wash-up, I guess, of the Jerome Luai confirmed move to West Tigers. What are they saying about it now at Penrith? Well, it was an interesting afternoon because one thing I will say that it was at about 36 degrees. So the, uh, the open bus street <laughs> parade down the main street of Penrith uh, wasn't all that successful. There were only a couple of hundred fans braving the heat. Instead, most of them were already back at Panthers leagues. Uh, and, and I'd been told that some of them were lining up to get signatures from the likes of Nathan Cleary, obviously the most popular, and even Jerome Luai for about two hours in the sweltering heat. So firstly, any Panthers fans listening... Hats off to you guys because you are a passionate bunch and they went above and beyond to get a piece of their three-time premiership heroes. As for Jerome Luai, I had a a chat to him out there and a a chat to a lot of the fans. And look, not one of them, like they they said, yeah, you know, they're gutted, but not one of them begrudged him for um, taking or, you know, making the decision to leave the club for a $6 million five-year. Not one person that I spoke to, and yeah. I spoke to you know, 20, 30 supporters, whatever out there, not one of them said he should have... Like, they would have liked him to stay, but they, they were all understanding and said, look, well, you know, what would you do if you're throwing that kind of money? You've got a young family, you've won three comps already, you've played State of Origin, you've led Samoa to a um, World Cup uh, final, um, which they'd never done. So like, the, the, no one was begrudging him. Um, and... and he took just as many selfies and signed just as many posters and jerseys than any other player out there. So mm. there's still plenty of love for Jerome out there. The, the one thing that some people say or still, you know, across social media or any reaction when you do stories like this is, you know, how has Jerome Luai um, allowed, as per the rules, to play for, you know, the Panthers this year having signed for another club yeah. in 2025? I, I always find that hard to understand. That, yeah, yeah, and I and I totally I totally get it from a fan's perspective because you know a lot of them will say oh you know might not be as hungry or he might be already checked out or whatever. Like I don't think Jerome will be you know anywhere near that. Of course he wants to go out you know with another with another ring as he said with Penrith. But it's always an interesting scenario when these things happen, Garby. That you know you've got a player that signs so far out and they've got to then you know back up and play 
um, for, for the team for, for 12 months before joining the new team, you know, 14, 15 months later. Yeah, it's an NRL, NRL rule that has always intrigued me uh, as someone who, you know, follows the AFL closely that would just never be allowed to happen. Um, and, yeah. you know, some, in world football, it can happen a little bit with the new Bosman rule. So you can sign a pre-contract agreement with another club, but it's only for a matter of months, never for a full season. Mm. And it's very rare. And it's never the star players who who are going through that. So, yeah, I've always found it weird with the NRL, but, hey, every uh, sport has got its different culture. In regards to the reaction to Luai, it is a little bit different, I think, when you've won three straight premierships, Zach. Like, if, if the Panthers yeah, had yeah. missed out on a premiership at the final hurdle a couple of times, I reckon the fan reaction to Luai leaving is a little bit different. Totally agree. And, look, the success that he's had coming, like, through the ranks and help Penrith too is just phenomenal. Like the, even like Stephen Crichton, Jerome Luai, Brian Tottle, Nathan Cleary, like they've had so much success out there. Uh, I, I think Penrith, the fans, they also think that, you know what, like Luai is great, but they've got Nathan Cleary. They've got Ivan Cleary, the coach. They've got a lot of guns still in this side. Yes, they've, they've, they've lost some big names. Don't get me wrong. But they've, they've got this production line of great talent out there that they will like have trust in to get them through. As you said, if it's, a, if it's a team that had fallen short and you look, you look at, you know, the, the younger grades and you think, oh, you know, who's going to come through and, and fill these, you know, fill these shoes or whatever, then you might be a little bit worried. The other thing is it, it, it frees up, you know, what, $850,000 for the Penrith to spend yeah. equally on, a, you know, it might not be a Jerome Lua, but it puts them back in the market for a gun playmaker that they haven't been in the market for for some time because they've just had, they've had the ability to produce and retain so many of the talent, talented players they've already had, you know, whether it's come through their system or they've brought to the club previously through this successful run of four straight grand finals and three straight premierships. So, yeah, uh, the, you know, I mean, the, the one thing that we'll, we're yet to learn, we might learn throughout the season, if, if Penrith goes through a low patch, then the questions will start coming yeah. out going, you know, is this a distraction? Um, should the rules be changed at the players go, but that, that is all to be, you know, wait and see how they go this year. They're definitely going to be there or thereabouts in my opinion again. Um, and they've got the hunger there again to, to send out at least Jerome Luai, another player with a premiership ring. That's fascinating. If they can keep the hunger going after all they've achieved, my goodness, um, what an mm. incredible achievement that would be. Zach Bailey, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, we'll watch Jerome Luai with a lot of interest across the NRL this season. West Tigers fans, will just be hoping he doesn't get injured, of course. Just stay fit, Jerome, <laughs> please. Nothing that could stretch into next season when uh, you try and resurrect our club. Uh, Zach Bailey from Channel 9, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for having me, Gabby. All the best.